Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about thought identity. Hey friends, what's up? Welcome to the podcast today. I have a concept I want to talk to you all about, which I'm so, so excited about, which is thought identity. But first, we have to take some time to celebrate. And I want you to think about over the past week, two weeks, a moment that you handled really well. A moment where anxiety came up for you, or maybe like something was a little challenging in your relationship, and you handled it better than you have in the past, or you saw a little bit of progress for yourself. And just acknowledge that for yourself, because I think it's so, so important. And even if your brain says, uh, nothing, it was horrible, I want you to really push yourself to think of something. I have to share this client story. Um, This was her experience. We just finished working together. And um, what this client wrote was, I wish I would have contacted Mikkel way sooner. If you're looking for a coach to fix your relationship anxiety, she is not your girl. (laughs) But if you're looking for someone to give you wisdom, insight, encouragement, and practical tools that empower you to work through it, she is your girl. Mikkel was passionate about my growth and celebrated each win, no matter how big or small. She redirected me through the times where I became super critical of myself and when I felt the thoughts and feelings would never give in. If you're unsure about working with Mikkel, don't be. I used to be terrified of my thoughts and making the wrong decision. I used to believe I was the exception. Now I'm joyously married and cherishing my husband equipped with how to handle any of these uncomfortable thoughts and feelings if they come back up, thanks to all the work I did with Mikkel. Guys, this is so possible for you. You are capable of navigating this. And having those tools and being able to get coached is such a powerful way, not for me to fix you or for your therapist to fix you, but for you to understand what's going on and to finally be capable of coaching yourself. And that's what I work on in my program is not is not fixing you. <laughs> You're not broken, but it's helping empower you to be able to coach yourself so that after we work together, you know exactly what to do when your anxiety comes up, that you have that confidence in knowing how to navigate it. So wherever you're at, take a minute to celebrate it and know that there is so much more progress and hope down the road. Now, onto the podcast. We're talking about thought identity. So first to illustrate this concept, I want you to think about the last time you maybe were at the movie theater or watching a show or maybe just even on your phone or maybe it was reading a book. Something that was entertaining you and you were just so engrossed in it. Have you ever had this happen? 
Um, I think for me, it definitely happens most frequently at the movie theater if I'm watching a very intense action movie where my heart is racing and I'm just like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? And I'm totally consumed in the experience and the storyline of the movie. And if you ever had that moment where you were just so immersed in the ex- in the experience and the story of a movie that you like forget for a second that it's not real. <laughs> it's made up. You're not actually like in the middle of this story. It's not actually happening. You are sitting in a movie theater watching a made up story. Have you ever had this happen? Where you just kind of lose sense of yourself and the real world? I think this is why we love watching movies as we get a little escape from our lives and ourselves and we get to just be so immersed in this experience and this story. And no matter how real the story might feel, no matter how immersed you are in it, we come to recognize and remember that it's not real. It's not an actual experience we're having, or it's not an actual, it's not real life. It's just something we are being entertained by. It's not what's reality. And I want you to think of your thoughts and emotions like this. So when we have thoughts, we like to identify with them as that is who we are. Much like when you're in the movie theater watching the show and you get so immersed in it is it feels like we are one with it. So for example, if your brain tells you that you're not good enough, or your boyfriend is cheating on you, or maybe you're not really in love, you have these thoughts and you might start to identify with them and think, oh my gosh, this is reality. This is truth. You start really imagining and picturing it and it, and it feels so real to you. But those thoughts are not reality. They're not what is actually happening in the world around you. These are thoughts that you are identifying with. There is a difference between I'm not good enough and I had the thought I'm not good enough. There is a difference between he's cheating on me and I had the thought or imagined him cheating on me. Or I don't love him versus I had the thought I don't love him. Much like (laughs) there's a difference between my house got broken into versus I watched a movie where the person's house was broken into. And it felt like I was experiencing it. 
is true with our emotions. We often identify with our emotions. I am sad. I am anxious. I am angry. But our emotions are not who we are. Our thoughts are not who we are. Our emotions and thoughts are experiences you are having as a human. So rather than I am sad or I am anxious is I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling anxious. Did you know other languages like Spanish actually separate the person from the emotion? This is something we do in English is we just identify with it. We say like, oh, this is who I am. I'm sad. I'm anxious. I'm happy. But then in Spanish, the way they actually conjugate it is they make a difference in that it's a feeling that you're experiencing, not who you are. When you identify with a thought or a feeling, that is you taking it on is this thought or this feeling is who I am as a person versus this thought or feeling is an experience that I am having as a human. Now, if this is seeming like a little technical to you, like, okay, but what's the difference? Like, what's the point of this? Is it's all the difference. If you can recognize this, this is where you get your power back. Much like when you are in the movie theater and you might notice, like, you know, maybe you're watching an action movie and the bad guy's winning and you're like freaking out a little bit. You might feel powerless or overwhelmed and just be like, oh my gosh. But then when you're able to pause and be like, oh wait, this isn't real. None of this is actually happening. None of this is reality. This is just the story that I've been watching. Your emotional intensity goes way down watching that action scene or that scary movie because you realize it's not real. When you are able to step back from your thought or feeling and recognize it's an experience you're having, not who you are as a person, now you have leverage over it. Rather than being overwhelmed and consumed by whatever that scary thought or feeling is, you can be the observer of it. You can realize it's just an experience you've been having and it doesn't have to dictate how you show up in the world or the kind of relationship that you have. When we're identifying with all of our anxious thoughts and feelings, we have no power over them. They drive us to and fro and we have to, we do whatever they say because we're thinking this is who we are. But when we're able to recognize, no, 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 this is not who I am. This is just experiences that I'm having. These are just thoughts my brain is creating, emotions that are coming up in my body. It's not really me as a person. Now we're able to decide intentionally how to react to our thoughts and our emotions. We're able to decide who we want to be even with that experience. And it naturally, just by separating yourself from it, can take down 
the intensity and overwhelmingness of the thoughts and the emotions. So I want to give you some examples of this. And first, we'll start with one that might be a little bit more neutral to us, which is I want you to think about if you've ever had the experience of getting out of bed in the morning and having your brain complain and be like, oh my gosh, I just want to sleep. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to work out. Those, that like chatter that goes on your brain, many, many, if not most or all of us have some thoughts like that when we wake up, unless you are very much a morning person. (laughs) Now, if you are someone who is not identifying with this, you're able to recognize like, oh, yep, this is just what my brain does. My brain likes to complain about getting out of bed. Not a big deal. Still going to get out of bed and do it anyways. Versus if you're identifying with it, then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so lazy. What the heck is wrong with me? Why do I keep not wanting to get out of bed? Why do I keep having these thoughts? I should be excited to get out of bed. I should be more motivated. And you actually might go about trying to find ways to fix all of the thoughts in the morning that pop up for you. You might maybe try to go to bed earlier. You might try to, um, you know, create a different morning routine or change the type of alarm you wake up to, um, to try to make sure you don't have these kind of thoughts. You go to all this work to fix it. Versus the person who's not identifying with it is able to brush them off. They're able to recognize, nope, this is just how it is as a human. This is how it is for me in the morning. Is my brain complains a little bit? Doesn't mean anything. I still get up. I still work out. I still go to work. It's how it is. (laughs) Okay, let's say in terms of maybe more relationship related. Say you're at the beach and you see someone who's attractive And your brain offers you a sexual thought about that person. Someone who isn't identifying with that thought will recognize, oh, that's a a thought my brain had. Whatever. And let go of it. They might realize, yeah, that's part of being human. Is sometimes brains think sexual thoughts about other people, especially when there's less clothing. (laughs) Or, you know, they might think that was random and move on. Someone who's identifying with that thought might really question, why did that come up? How do I make sure I don't ever think that again? Or, oh my gosh, does this mean I don't really love my partner? Or maybe this means I'm not actually straight (laughs) if you had the thought about the same gender. Or maybe this means I'm actually not gay. It might lead you to start questioning your orientation. You might really give this thought a lot of attention to try to solve for it and try to understand why it's coming up. Versus the person who's not identifying with it And realizes, yep, human, humans randomly have sexual thoughts. And also, 
I live in a world that has a lot of media around sexual stuff. So it makes sense. My brain goes there sometimes. They are not making it mean anything about who they are. They're not making it mean anything about their relationship. They're not making it mean that they're sinning or that they're cheating or anything. They just notice that experience and they move on. The person identifying with it is giving that thought way, way, way more attention and energy than it deserves. So I want you to think is whatever like those thoughts are, you know, I think our brain tends to kind of rotate, but whatever the thought or flavor of the month is that your brain's really focused on right now, maybe I don't love him, maybe this isn't right, maybe I'm not attracted, maybe he's going to cheat on me, how do I know if he's the one, whatever the thought is that your brain's really focused on, and just kind of notice in what ways have you really been identifying with that thought? Have you been making that thought like who you are rather than being able to observe and watch it as an experience you're having as a human. One of my clients, I think, illustrated this so beautifully where she knows what her thoughts that tend to come up for her, um, that she would, whenever they came up, literally put her evening on pause, not want to go out, want to stay in bed, want to spend time trying to figure out the thoughts trying to make them go away versus once she realized this is just chatter, this is an experience I'm having, this isn't actually who I am as a person, this isn't who my relationship is, this is just thoughts in my brain, then when the doubts started popping up, she was able to step back, acknowledge them, and then go about her evening. She didn't have to stop and stay in bed anymore and figure it out and overanalyze. She was able to let go of them, go to the gym, work out, eat dinner, enjoy her evening with her partner. She wasn't identifying with the thoughts anymore. They weren't who she was. They were just an experience she was having. Whereas before she was making it her identity, by giving them so much attention and so much power. And that is the kind of shift you can create by not identifying with them. So one is recognizing what are the thoughts you've been identifying with? How do you know if you're identifying with the thought? You check for it to see if it's there all the time. You analyze the validity and the truth of it. You're arguing with it all the time. You are experiencing a lot of emotion whenever it comes up for you. Versus once you're not identifying with it, you're able to have that separation. You're able to let go of it. You are able to get out of that thought much more quickly. And when it comes up, you're way more indifferent to it, honestly. So here are some of the steps to being able to unidentify with your thoughts. One is being able to label it as a thought, knowing this is a thought. This is not me. Sentence in my head, image in my head, emotion. Labeling that as what it is, right? And so instead of I am not enough is I had the thought I'm not enough. Practicing not judging yourself for it. 
when we are really identifying with the thought and then making that who we are, that's when we start beating ourselves up like crazy for it because we think it's who we are. So we think we need to judge ourselves for it. If you are not identifying with it, you're able to not judge yourself for it. Staying present in the moment. If you recognize it as just a thought, then you can stay focused on where you're at and what you're doing right now. You don't become consumed in the thought of like, this is what has to be focused on and I have to give all the attention to. Because you know, it was just a fleeting experience in your mind. So you can come back to what's actually happening right now, right here in front of me. Because ultimately, these thoughts, as they pop up, which they will, is we get to decide how to react. We get to decide, do we want to identify with them or not? So say it's raining outside. We may not totally have control over the rain. (laughs) We have zero control over it. Your brain offering you a doubt. We might not be able to control, but we get to decide what are we going to do with the rain? Are you going to make yourself go out and get soaked and be miserable in the rain? Or will you let yourself stay inside and cuddle up and relax and just look out the window and just enjoy being cozy and warm? That is the power of being able to unidentify with your thoughts. You're not getting soaked by them anymore. They're not this big deal. It's just something you notice that happened and you move on. So if you need help unidentifying with your thoughts, reach out to me. Go to mikhelkristin.com and apply to work with me. Go to my Instagram at mikhelkristin and let's talk about where you're noticing yourself getting stuck and create a plan for you to get out of this identifying with thoughts because once you do that, magic happens. You're able to start enjoying your relationship so, so much more because you see your thoughts for what they really, truly are. Just thoughts. All right, thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. You have a beautiful weekend. We'll talk next week. Bye.